0: Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: From KUT.
0: And KUTX
1: Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week we're going to hear from Rodney Connell and Brandon Duhan of the Austin band Night Drive. But... Before we get started, I want to let you know about the new This Song postcard. It was designed by Austin artist Andy Nixon, and we're super proud of it. We wanted to make something to help people connect with each other, share their own life-changing musical experiences, and spread the good news about the podcast. Like, it's a whole postcard experience. You can color in the front, write your story on the back, and then send it to a friend. Now, we have physical postcards here at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast, and also at all of our events. But if you don't happen to be in Austin, then you can download one from the internet. Just go to the show notes page for this episode. There will be a link there, or you can go to tiny.cc slash this song postcard, all one word. And you know... We would love to see your work. So, when you've finished coloring and writing, like before you mail it off, send us a picture. You can tag us on Instagram or Twitter. We are at this song, KUTX, or you can send it straight to our inbox, This song at kutx.org. Okay, now to Night Drive. The band was founded by Rodney Connell and Brandon Duhan in 2013, and they play dark, sci fi inspired synth pop that's like catchy as hell. They just released their debut self-titled record in June of this year, and we dug it so much here at KUTX that we made them our Artist of the Month. One of the things that Artists of the Month do is play in our live performance studio, Studio 1A, and they were the first band to bring a smoke machine because that is the kind of band they are. Like, the kind of band you want. And I said they were an Austin band, but really, they are a dual city band. Rodney lives here in town and Brandon lives in Houston, but the distance hasn't hindered their collaboration. We'll hear from Rodney later, but first, Brandon told me about a song that started his journey as a musician.
0: I think I was 18, maybe 19. I actually went to school for, for visual art, so I had I had planned to be an illustrator. I wasn't really planning to go into music. And then I I remember hearing Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by ABBA. That keyboard melody in there, and it made me want to get a keyboard. It's the keyboard melody that goes. <gasps> I was at a friend's house and it just kind of was playing in the background and I had never heard it before up to that point. And it came on and I kind of like was no longer paying attention to what anyone was talking about and I was just listening to the music playing. was sort of the sort of the late 90s so I'm listening to Smashing Pumpkins and things like that. And that just Abbott is just such a different vibe from what was going on during that time period and I, I think it kind of snapped me out of it or something like that. And uh, and then I ended up getting just a Casio like Toys R Us style keyboard and uh, and started playing with that right away and, and kind of like led from there.
1: What do you think it was that made you go out and buy that Casio keyboard? Did it seem like was it like it seemed really fun or did you just want to figure out how it worked
0: there was a fun element to it but there was also kind of a uh i don't know how to describe it other than to say there was almost like a fantastical element to like the way the keyboard melody did and and that sort of thing that that just really appealed to me and i was like i wanted to capture that kind of vibe I think in a way of like when we're inspired a lot by sci-fi movies and things like that, something that has a little bit of an otherworldly kind of thing about it. And at least that's how it struck me, just because it was at the time. And it's also used a lot of the uh, retro analog synthesizers, which definitely were not in fashion in the 90s. And so it wasn't something I had heard a lot of. and. That sound kind of immediately appealed to me.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think it's crazy that like one synth run basically can like inspire you to go out and learn keyboards, and now you're in a synth band mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, yeah it, it, it kind of snowballed because then I immediately started playing drums after that and like you know that it just it's just all sort of snowballed from there. I was lucky I I was really good at drums right away. I don't know how that happened. I wasn't really good at keyboards right away. that was something I played and played and played but I was good at drums pretty early on so there's a website in Houston called Space City Rock and it's basically like a classifieds for bands. And so I, I went in there and, and said, I wanted to play in a band that sounded like My Bloody Valentine. And, uh, and then I ended up playing in a jazz band. Well, <laughs> <laughs> at least you got a gig out of it. <laughs> but I did end up playing in a band, so that was how it started. Give me, give
1: For Rodney Connell, it wasn't just one song that changed his musical perspective. It was an entire album by Radiohead.
2: Kid A was definitely a, a major turning point for me, though, in terms of, like, just upping the ante and seeing them live uh, do it and being sort of uh, simultaneously, like, inspired and discouraged at the same time, you know, because you're just like... Jesus man this is like so good it's kind of crazy I don't know, there was just something about that record that just felt like it kind of went to a new place that hadn't quite been done like that, you know? And and it was so, uh, I don't know, it just transported me somewhere else. And so, um, it made me want to, I always, I played in bands where I played guitar. We always had another guitar player and, and uh, there was a lot of guitar, you know, and everything. And it just started making me want to do stuff that like, had more space in it, less guitar, had more keys. You know, it was just that was sort of a a, a, a transforming uh, period for me in that way.
0: Everything, everything.
2: Going further out, you know, with the textures and the and the nuances and. Uh, you know, and of course they write great songs, anyways. They write great melodies, so um, you know. But it just—it sort of really inspired me to want to go a little further, you know, in those in the more textural part of things. Mm-hmm.
1: a big part of what you guys do in Night Drive <clears throat> is sure. like you have I mean you, you you have a lot of textural and ambient stuff coupled with very part driven constructed production you know right
2: ultimately I think and I don't want to speak for Brandon but like uh but how we... dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but we both like we both like um kind of uh we like pop songs you know we like but we like them to be a little a little dark, a little weird, a little arty, you know. But uh, essentially, we we both like the like three minute, four minute, you know, like, you know, song structure. So, um, that's sort of been our, you know, with this first album and the EP before that has really been, um, you know, well. Well, constru- well, at least as well as we can, constructed songs, and um you know, and just trim just the fat. it to the
0: essence. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I have to say, I get trapeze artist regrets, like stuck in my head. All that, like you know, it's like a good thing when you're like walking around going Trappies artist regrets. <laughs> <laughs> So what brought you guys together?
2: I knew, uh, Brandon played, had a band called Glassnose uh, before, so I, I, I knew what it sounded like. And he knew my previous band, Motel of Eves.
1: What point do you look at each other and go like you know what we
0: should do we should uh, they broke up right at the same time yeah both of both bands it was it was very it was very fortuitous that it happened that way and then there was a music festival we just happened to both go to it we were just standing there watching all these bands and thinking you know what we should we should try something and and then and we got together
2: my parents uh, live in houston that's where i grew up and brandon lives in, in houston currently and so over the christmas holidays i just like stayed for like like between christmas and new year's in houston and we wrote and we wrote we wrote two songs in like a few days and it was the quickest i've ever if any kind of like writing partnership or anything like that because neither one of us brought anything in we were just like let's just go into a room and see what we come up with which was you know you really find out you know by nobody coming in like hey i got this idea you know it was like we just kind of went in there and just started kind of noodling around and then started piecing together things and within like a couple of days we had we had a couple songs and it made me go wow it, to myself because there was a part of me that was like man we live in separate cities is this gonna work this is crazy you know but the fact that we we were on the same page I think, musically and in the fact that uh, we worked so quickly together, it was just like I can't, I'd be dumb, I'd be stupid if I didn't continue this and see where it goes. I've never had a writing partner like Brandon. Same with me. but I think we both kind of just wanted to see like let's see how go. yeah. how real this 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 is you know or yeah. how the, what, what the real possibilities are yeah I think uh, when you have somebody that is bringing stuff in and it's not all coming from you you know like then you're you have more and you see it in a different way once somebody brings that in you're like oh we can I can do this or I can do that you know it's it's pretty remarkable when it's working like that, it's really awesome. I feel like neither one of us have an ego about it. We're just kind of like, it's all about like, what's the best for the song kind of thing, you know? So I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm, I feel like that alone, if, if Night Drive was to break up tomorrow, you know, like if something terrible was happening and we weren't together, I'd just like, just to have this experience is unlike anything I've ever had. So I, for that reason, it's enough for me.
1: This is Rise and Fall from Night Drive's self-titled debut album. Night Drive is headed out to the West Coast to play some shows, so I will post a link to their tour dates on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org, along with a link to their Studio 1A session so you can really dig into Night Drive. And, like, don't you just love listening to songwriting duos? I totally do, because... It's a rare occurrence to find someone who serves as your positive, creative feedback loop. Like it's a special kind of magic. I've been lucky enough to talk to quite a few songwriting duos, including Tegan and Sarah and Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn from Sylvan Esso. And you can find those interviews along with over a hundred other episodes of this podcast on the podcast app or KUTX.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And you know, If you liked this episode, then please leave a rating or a review on iTunes because a bunch of us work really hard to make this podcast happen. And it really like lifts our spirits when we see ratings and reviews. And also it helps people find us, which is like the point. That's why we make this podcast so people can hear these stories. And that's it. You've come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by Jack Anderson, Art Levy, and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Erin Waltz is our social media intern, and she's doing a rad job. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near-real-time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at austinwater.org.